Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Capital Irish. We're here once again on a Sunday afternoon on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. My name is Marion Grealis and I'll be with you for the next half hour or so here on Capital Irish. We have a very special guest today in the studio. Um, returning to us once again is um, Ambassador Peter Ryan. Fáilte. Cora Margaret, uh, it's lovely to be here, Marion. Thanks a million. Well, thank you for coming back. We asked you back to um, just hear a little bit about the year that's been and what's coming up in 2022. So let's look back first at uh, 2021. Um, what has the year been like for you and for the rest of the crew at uh, the Embassy? Yeah, we've had a pretty good year. Um, we're, you know, we're delighted to get it through intact in, in one piece and... Um, uh, we know that m- many people in the community, this has been a tough year for them, uh, away from away from family and friends and lots of things happening here and happening back in Ireland, affecting family. And uh, it's a new it's a new world, I suppose, that we're missing out on so many of those opportunities to get together and to mark those. And I just want to pass on our, our, our thanks to the community leaders, everybody who stepped up to support our community and to pass on, I suppose, our... Condolences to those who lost loved ones back at home, and um, our 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 regrets that we weren't able to get together as much as we might have liked as a community this year. But on the other hand, we've been, we have been very fortunate here in so many ways, and we're appreciative of that, and we're appreciative of the fact that we have been able, with a few brief interludes, to behave more or less as much as the world hasn't been able to do. So, so look for us. There's a whole range of highlights. Um, I suppose are being able to have our first speakers lunch in parliament on St Patrick's Day was a you know was a real highlight for us as a community and you know to 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 have you know 20% of all of the MPs and members of parliament at that is really pretty extraordinary and already I know that the I know that the invitations have gone out already for next year on that and it's really extraordinary the the number of um you know the number of uh, people with connections Irish connections here but also, I think, which is more important than that in lots of ways, are people who've got an affinity of some type with Ireland, whether it's our music, our literature, our art, our language indeed, or or with Irish people generally, they just look, you know, they look, they seek out opportunities to connect with with Ireland. And we're, you know, we're delighted to be able to do what we can to build on all the great work that's gone on here for so long. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And um, you're right, though, as you say, an unusual year and very differing circumstances um, across the globe. Um, are there any particular, I guess, successes that you're really um, proud of? You mentioned, obviously, the um, speakers at Parliament. Um, is there any other highlights that you would sort of tell everybody about? Yeah, there's lots of them. I mean, we introduced, we, you know, we introduced our the Culture Club initiative here in the city, as you know, for children aged six to 11. And we had two two sessions of our culture club going. Uh, this year we'll be having another sessions, uh, multiple sessions next year, and we've extended it around the country. So we started in Wellington, and we've just completed it in Christchurch also, and we'll be introducing it in Auckland and in a range of other locations around New Zealand. And that's a voluntary effort to bring children together to give them a, a bit of exposure to, you know, Irish culture, whether that's Irish music, Irish dance, Gaelic sports, uh, but also to Irish legends. And to mm-hmm. a bit of to a bit of crack too, and uh, to watch them, to watch the kids get together and connect with with ch- with children who they might not have known yet, mm-hmm. um, 
is wonderful. And we have, you know, these wonderful cases of kids coming in, you know, named Tig and, and Saoirse and so on, who say, it's great to be somewhere where people know how to pronounce my name. <laughs> so that's lovely. And that's, that's very it. special for us. And really, I suppose, as part of the, you know, I think that's been a little bit of a missing piece, perhaps in our community here, mm. that we, you know, that we have these wonderful community groups who are doing great work, but uh, perhaps there's, you know, there's an opportunity to try and bring it all together in one mm, place. So that's been really, really well received. We've had wonderful support from that. And of course, one of the features of it has been that we've opened it to everybody, that it's mm. not restricted to people of Irish heritage mm. at all. There's no pre-qualification as such. Just as there's no pre-qualification, you know, um, for engagement in the multicultural world here, that mm. is modern New Zealand. So we had lots of children there who had no connection with Ireland, mm. including Maori children who didn't have a single connection with Ireland, mm. other than the parents' interest, Their interest in, yeah. in Irish legends mm-hmm. and the Irish language and so on. And uh, just last week, uh, just the weekend, I was in... Uh, I was in Christchurch and we rolled out the we rolled out a kind of weekend a weekend camp of of the culture club and it's extraordinary you know after an hour in the session to hear the kids introduce themselves as Mrs Charlotte <laughs> Cottas Annam Ditsa and so on and uh, that's important so from little seeds like that hopefully yeah. hopefully we can extend that around the country yeah and that's extraordinary I, lo- I love how you're open to all of those other um, cultures and, and peoples um, and that as you say the interest in Ireland and, and Irishness is is the common feature of, of all of the people there that's that's really cool um, and uh, I guess are you, you've mentioned expanding that is that um, on the cards for next year yeah very much so mm. and we've we, we've also been delighted to be part of the foundation or the reintroduction to New Zealand of Conor Nagelga mm-hmm. for the first time in more than 100 years. Mm-hmm. And extraordinary, extraordinary that in, in the very early 1900s, there was a very strong Irish language movement in New Zealand, which included a lot of leading Maori at the time. Mm-hmm. And we had Conor Nagelga branches or Crave, as they're called, mm-hmm. uh, in Balcuta and in other places on the South Island. Yeah. Kind of extraordinary. And you know, we've missed a trick, if you like, by not mm. bringing the Irish language um, interests together mm. perhaps before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, absolutely delighted to have lots of great people led by uh, Dermot O'Coffey down in, in, in Christchurch and people like Loretta Egan, who was mm. here visiting and so mm. on. But look, lots of people have got behind it. Yeah. You know, Sinead and Pat and Brian and Eilish and God knows how many people around the country have been doing all this stuff for ages. Yes. But the idea is to try to bring it together, yeah. to have that strength when we're together. And there's Zoom classes every, uh, you know, almost yes. every evening now. But uh, I suppose the most popular ones are on Wednesday with Dermot Coffee. And I think that's one of the good things that's come out of COVID, actually, people's mm. readiness to get online and, yeah. um, you know, um, not be not be bashful about it. And a, a lot of the same things that, you you know, that, that are true of the, Tereo language here and the effort to revitalise are also true of our language that, mm. you know, there is absolutely no right or wrong when you're learning and Bahan Chang to like the life of the language is to speak it. Speaking, yeah. And, you know, we need to have we need to have our Irish organisations here and community here. We really need to uh, we you know, we really need to leverage that rich and deep heritage that we have of you know a, a spectacular spectacularly rich language you know spoken daily for mm. more than three thousand years mm. and yet you know you'd be hard pressed often to find it in our community mm. but it's there yeah and when it's awoken you know it's a wonderful thing for everybody yeah. and it doesn't mean you have to live your life through it no 
but it means that you can learn to read a poem or mm. learn to introduce yourself or whatever it might be. And mm. we will be really ramping up pretty dramatically now our efforts on that. We'll be looking to probably to put people in around the country to promote mm. that. And the connection with, with the Maori language is just extraordinary. And mm. those, uh, so many generations of Maori have looked to Ireland have visited Ireland, mm. are in contact with writers and artists and musicians in Ireland who work through the Irish mm. language. Many people in um, in the Irish community in New Zealand perhaps not aware of those links, mm. but we are. And uh, our job, I suppose, is to try to encourage more of those, see, you know, little seeds and to help yeah. water them along the way as well. Yeah, there are so many parallels between like the, the Irish language and the Tereo language here yeah. and, and, and how people want to, there's the appetite for it, but sometimes maybe not the resource. And yeah. I think that's a really important point that you've made now yeah. just about this programme, but also about, um, you know, the, the, the children's um, activities and yeah. programme as well, is that as an embassy, you can bring yeah. that, that glue and bring that resource yeah. to connect all those different people that are doing, already doing some of those things. Um, and that's just an extraordinary power, as you say, to, well, to water doing, that and look, help it, it flourish. It's a great privilege to be able to do it, to mm. be honest with you. And uh, as you know, we get very excited and because, you know, there isn't a day that goes by that we don't find another connection, mm. perhaps that, you know, that we need to be sharing with people today. And if you look, um, if, 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 if you look, for example, at the at the fact of, you know, the, a lot of the language policy in New Zealand is based mm. upon the Irish language mm. policy. A lot of the effort to reintroduce the Kura, so the the, the Tereo language, mm. education for young children, is based directly on our experience in Ireland. Mm. And that's great in that. But we need to be able to speak our language. We mm. need to have our, you know, if we need to, when we look at the Irish community organisations in New Zealand, um, maybe it's time that we had a little bit more Gaelga in there, mm -hmm. for example, in their logos. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find... Mm. Uh, an organisation in the entire country with, with, with an Irish language version of its logo mm -hmm. or its name. But yet when they were, were established more than 100 years ago, in many cases, they had it. Yeah. Um, and similarly, you know, there's been a really nice effort, including by some of the groups here in Wellington, to reintroduce Toreo, for mm -hmm. example, onto their websites and, mm. and so on, to give that sort of um, empathy and honouring and recognition yeah. acknowledgement that's so important mm. for us yeah you absolutely. know Irish people are great you know they they answer in, in in the census every four years you know when they're asked can you speak Irish they all say yes absolutely we can and uh, it doesn't mean they use it every day but mm. it means they recognise its relevance and its importance mm. and we're you know we're absolutely delighted to, to see the interest that's here and I suppose we need to keep thinking of new new mm. ways and getting a new generation of people involved rather than always going back to the yes. old, to the stalwarts yeah. who have built things like the access radio and all the other <laughs> all right. the other yeah. all the other resources that we have yeah yeah and of course for younger children language comes more naturally it is it is an easier skill to pick up the, the younger you go yeah they don't have any of the issues that we have going mm. on they don't make excuses like saying oh my teacher was terrible yeah. or whatever and I <laughs> always joke um, I always joke when someone says that to me well I always say well you know the teacher told me to stay away from nightclubs and all that as well you know I ignored all that so it you know I wasn't yeah. going to let a teacher put me off my own language that's right yeah it's in my it, you know it's in our DNA it's in there somewhere oh, yeah. with all of us yeah. so I'm not saying so for me uh, 2022 will be very much about that 
it'll be about the year of the year of Gaelga in, in yeah, New Zealand. Our Changagoos. Uh, very good. Well, thank you, uh, Peter. And now let's have a think about, I guess, 2022. What is coming up on your radar? Obviously, you've shared a lot about yep. uh, how uh, revival of the Irish language yep. in New Zealand is definitely yep. on your radar. Uh, what else are you looking forward to in 2022? We have a really exciting project that, that we have completed in 2021. And the next phase of it, if you like, is going to be in 2022, which is the first translation into Treo Māori of one of our classic uh, pieces of literature in Ireland. And the the piece that we chose was Brian Friel's translations. And ah. I have a copy here. I'm just handing it over now. Oh, thank uh, you. Let the record show. And uh, Friel's translations is set in the 1830s. It's set in a fictional town in Donegal, like all of us, like Dancing at Luna, so and so yes, on. Yes, yeah. Uh, set in Ballybeg or on, uh, yeah, I think Ballybeg's in English. Set in Donegal, but this particular play is set pre-Treaty of Waitangi. Mm. And it's about the arrival of, first of all, the arrival of primary schools. So the head school system is about to go. Uh, but more importantly, I suppose, in terms of historical resonance for New Zealand, it's about the arrival of the British to draw the first map of the area mm. and to change the place names. So it's quite an extraordinary piece of literature in mm. Irish history. And Freel wrote it at a really, you know, tricky time in Irish history. That thankfully is a is something in our rear view mirror. Rear view mirror. Mm. He, he wrote it during the conflict in, in Northern Ireland when he was asked. Um, uh, he was working with Seamus Heaney, Stephen Ray and so on. And uh, he was asked to write something that would explain mm. uh, what was happening on the island of Ireland. Mm. And he wrote that. Mm. And it was performed for the first time in Derry in 1980. Mm-hmm which, as you know, was a really, really tricky mm-hmm. time and yes. what way things would go in Ireland. And it's an extraordinary piece of work. It's very short, very easy to read. It's funny. There's a bit of love story in there. Oh. Um, it's a wonderful, it's a, it, it's political with a small p, but mm. it's intensely political. But it's also, it's a wonderful primer for understanding mm. Ireland. And in fact, understanding any colonising, uh, mm. any situation where a colonisation occurred. And we've been working with a, with, with a, with a young uh, Maori uh, academic by the name of Hemi Kelly, mm. uh, whose grandfather's from Luck Garman in Wexford. Uh-huh. And uh, Hemi is the guy who, who translated Lord's songs into Treo Maori. Mm-hmm. So we've been working with Hemi for the last year or so. And we're going to we're going to publish this in Tereo Māori. Oh wow, excellent! And our dream is that this will then be set in in modern New Zealand, right? And it will explain to people why mm-hmm. the place names issue is so sensitive and the tricky yes. the trickiness with it. But you know, it's really nice. There's lo- there's lots of lovely parts, and it's not any way kind of it's not a finger pointing exercise or anything like that. It's a really kind of yeah. learning thing. It's kind of piece of work. And literally, you'll read it in a you'll read it on a long bus ride mm-hmm. um, or a long boat ride, hopefully over the Christmas <laughs> or New Year. It's just wonderful, and it reaches into an ancient, a time in Ireland. Remember when we would have only had head schools, mm-hmm. when most of us couldn't access education. The majority of people on the island couldn't access education, mm-hmm. but yet we had a huge grow for education, a huge mass mm. for it. We had big love and we had huge respect for it. And we couldn't access it. Mm. And into that maelstrom, if you like, came, um, you know, a maelstrom of dispossession and, mm. you know, our, our land being taken and our, the Irish people going to the four corners of the world. Into that came people to change the names of our places as well. Yeah. And I think that's a very, it's a really, really interesting mm. correlation between Ireland and New Zealand. So we're very excited about that. That's going to be, that's going to be a bit of a showstopper in, yeah. uh, in the middle of the year. 
And then we've a couple of really other really interesting pieces we're doing. We're doing a we're doing a really interesting piece of work around. As you know, we mapped our community uh, what last year, and we launched that in Parliament as well. But what we're doing at the moment is we're mapping and identifying opportunities for education sector uh, collaboration between Ireland and New Zealand. Oh, nice! For the very first time. Mm-hmm. So that we've been doing that for a number of months, and we'll we'll have that piece of work probably around. St. Patrick's Day, funnily enough. Odd that, isn't it? Funnily enough. And then the other big thing, I suppose, in the first half of the year is that we will mark the 100th anniversary of the publication of Ulysses. Mm-hmm. And that'll have a very special aspect to it because James Joyce's sister lived in New Zealand. Oh, right. I don't think I knew that. And corresponded with him in oh, New Zealand. Oh, I see. Which explains why he went to see the All Blacks in Paris in 1909, uh-huh. why he included a hacker in Finnegan's Wake, mm-hmm. Why there's a whole array of really, really interesting connections the between nuggets. his sister. Yeah. So he had one sister uh, who went to, uh, Sister Gertrude, who moved to New Zealand. And the, the family legend was that he said to her, if your faith is so strong, go f- as far away from Ireland as you can. So mm. she came to New Zealand and never saw him again. Oh, wow. They never saw each other. Mm. She, he was in Paris. She was in Christchurch. And they were corresponding with each other. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you see him go to watch the All Blacks when yeah. they arrive in Paris. Suddenly you see him writing to her, asking her, can you tell me the name of that dance they did at the start of the game? Yeah. Can you give, get me the words for the chant? Yeah. She, of course, is a moonshore, a moonshore kyol, so she's a music teacher. Mm-hmm. So she reaches out to her pupils. Yes. Of course, she doesn't ask the other nuns, she asks the pupils, how do I get this? <laughs> And we have we still have sisters alive today, who remember her. Oh wow! In New Zealand, and we have many pa- many of her past pupils in Christchurch. Yeah, speak very fondly of her, yeah. and she passed on that love of music and literature. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary. That is extraordinary. And this is the only place on the planet where her sister lived. Yeah, and it's the hundredth anniversary, which is the biggest event in the, in mm-hmm. the Irish literature world, and we're going to mark that in a really serious way. And give everybody a chance yeah. to be a part of that. Whether they read the book or not, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but at least uh, there are some wonderful aspects to it because, of course, mm. it re it reinvented the the English language essentially, which is really interesting when we're talking about the Irish language. Yes. Because so much of Joyce's approach and everything else came yeah. from that that's oral tradition of consciousness. That yeah, exactly. Fascinating, ah, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. Gosh, I, I I'm just. I'm just sitting here quite surprised because this was all new stuff for me. So every day, Gólog Lona Skella, Karamaga. Just going back to the Brian Friel translations mm. um, work, is your vision that um, there will be a performance of that? Because it is a play, right? Yeah, so yeah. it'll be, it'll be performed. Mm. Yeah, there, there will be a number of cities that are going to host performances around mm-hmm. the country. But actually, in a way, I think in, in a way, w- 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 one of the things we'll be doing is we'll be bringing basically like a travelling traveling, um, show Mm-hmm. around the country but what we're really interested in is the discussion around it sure yeah so we'll be bringing that to Mariah around the country for mm-hmm. example for the first time and we'll be but you know we'll be bringing it in a in a in a pretty unique kind of format mm. you know it's it's not going to be a conventional theater performance I think there will be theater companies doing that because mm-hmm. sure. they've got wind of this and this yeah. is a really mm-hmm. big project yeah and the Mary world is very excited and mm. we're very excited so it was something that I really took my time about when I came here. I was trying to find the right, mm. you know, should it be Ulysses that we translate first? Sure, yeah. Should it be, uh, you know, should it be Seamus Heaney? Mm. Uh, 
you know, should it be Claire Keegan? Mm. You know, who should it be? What should we do first? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're really delighted. I'm working with uh, Professor Marco Sonzoni, one of the greatest uh, Heaney and Friel scholars on the planet who mm. is based here in Wellington, lived in Ireland for 20 years, you know, has four, has four different degrees from four different Irish universities. Mm. We, we are so blessed here. We have all of this magic and resources here in this country. Mm-hmm. And part of what we've been trying to do is trying to unearth it mm. and to find channels for it to yep. make that more accessible for others mm-hmm. rather than making it less accessible, actually sure. to make it more accessible. Yeah. And, you know, we are so lucky. Ireland is so lucky that it has so many um, people with a deep love and, you know, real, real interest in our, in, in, you know, in our culture. Mm-hmm. That's not something perhaps that others are so lucky at because they have the issue of access how on earth do I access this culture mm. because I've got to learn another language and so on. I've got to figure out the society, how it works. But in our case, we can go to any library in the country and we can see shelf after shelf after shelf of books that are, you know, either written by Irish people or written about Ireland. Mm. And that's a great starting point for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a complete unknown. There's already knowledge out exactly. there and, and interest out there, yeah. as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fascinating stuff. Well, it sounds like you've got a busy year ahead. Yeah. Um, are there any other uh, things that you're looking forward to that you want to share with the listeners or are there a few surprises coming that you can't yeah, tell well, us yet? Yeah, no, there's definitely a few. There's definitely a few surprises. My big my big ambition for 2022 is to have an official opening of the new <laughs> embassy. So we've been working away in there and we managed to welcome a few great friends in. And, you know, we look forward to welcoming very many more. And if, if anybody hasn't been in the embassy yet, just feel free anytime. Drop me a line or... Um, get in touch with us via our website or however uh, however you do such things and uh, come in and see us and you know we'll put we'll put a cup of tea on for you you'll be, you'll be very welcome to come in and um, but we still haven't had an official opening by an Irish government minister mm. and we certainly would like to have one of them that'll be mm. you know that's kind of normal to have that yep. and we are in a pretty unique position I should say in that um, foreign minister Nanaya Mahuta her family are from Waterford so she's very keen to join our minister to officially open it. Of course, uh, for me, you know, the number one thing is to have our minister there, the Irish government minister there. And uh, Farron Foley, my colleague, myself, are really looking forward to hopefully welcoming a minister out next year as I know some of the listeners will be looking forward to welcoming their family members out or mm. maybe getting back to Ireland and uh, hoping, hoping for a return to some kind of normality, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually just thinking on my way here, like for your your team and your staff, like, I guess, in the past, um, people who worked um, with your with your team, like, you know, Mm. you could go home. Every, yep. every year or so and yep. that's obviously changed here yeah. uh, and across um, the uh, Department of Foreign Affairs yeah. is that something that you and your colleagues talk about regularly or try not to talk about yeah. it too much actually <laughs> but I think uh, Farron yeah. managed to get home to Donegal for Christmas which is wonderful oh good on her and absolutely delighted for her and um she hopefully is, she oh she hopefully will survive the weather there, but I think Wellington might have prepared her somehow. Well, for I'm telling you, don't have you, you looked think? outside, Peter? Yeah, so we're um so we're yeah we're keen to get home. My dad mar- my dad uh, marked his 99th birthday in October, um so you know obviously people miss that you know we miss that and so on, mm. but look um at the end of the day we are very fortunate recognise we're fortunate to be where we are yes we're with our little nuclear family here and we've got so many uh, great friends in the community people being very kind to us 
and um, that's kind of what keeps us going. And to be honest with you, if the job wasn't so enjoyable, um, yes, you know, you would be worrying about these things and so on, but I don't really have a quiet moment. And, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to keep both keep in touch with, with, with people who we know already, but we're trying to reach out all the time to new people. So mm. I really would, if I had an ask for the year ahead, my ask would be to do things our way, the old ways. Irish people don't go on their own to a party. <laughs> they don't go to anything on their own. You always bring somebody with you and you bring something with you. Mm-hmm. And that's a New Zealand tradition as well. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see more of us bring someone with us, you know, mm. rather than, you know, turning up on our own to an Irish event or whatever it might be. But to reach out to somebody and particularly with Christmas and New Year and everything coming along, reach out to somebody and just to say hello and just say, look, you know, when in the New Year, the ambassador said, I'm to invite you in yeah. to an event in the office in the, in the embassy, you know, it, it's official Irish territory. Whether we've had an official opening or not, it's it, it's Ireland, mm-hmm. and you know, we really, really, there's nothing that there's nothing that gives me more satisfaction than welcoming somebody in mm-hmm. who has got a connection with Ireland, and it's extraordinary for us, you know. And uh, I'll just tell you one little story if you have time. And uh, I was in, I was down in Christchurch on. Um, at the weekend, and we, I, I, I met up with with Tatipane O'Regan, you know, one of the most famous Maori leaders in the country, and he was talking about the hosp- the the hospitality that was in his home growing up, and his father was, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Roland O'Regan, Ro- Roland O'Regan, and his father, his grandfather was P.J. O'Regan, a member of Parliament. So it was his great grandfather who'd come from Ireland, mm. and he attributed so much of the style of living mm. to this Irish Maori connection that you came into the home, you were instantly welcomed, you were hospitable. We have the same thing mm-hmm. about the records about, you know, people even visiting during the great hunger in Ireland mm-hmm. and people offering them the food they had in yeah. the bowl while they were starving. And that's about the empathy with others, keeping an eye out for other people mm. and making them feel welcome. That's what our community does and that's what we're going to be going at that. 24-7 next year. You know, there's no strangers here, just friends who haven't met. And, you know, we can't invite people in if people don't alert us to them. Mm-hmm. If people don't say to them, oh, my friend Maureen or whoever it might be yeah. or Marion or whatever, or or my friend Johnny hasn't been in, we'd love to welcome them in. So that's the that's the request I would have uh, uh, for the year ahead. I guess awfully into Vasha. Um, Dave Galair. And well, listeners, we all have our, our orders now from, direct from the ambassador. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Peter. We'll go out on a piece of music that I know that you have uh, requested in the past, uh, not here on Capital Irish, but in another format. Uh, we'll finish up with a Christmas song, which is an Irish Christmas song, once in Royal David City. Thanks again for joining us, Peter. Happy Christmas to all our listeners.
You've been listening to Capital Irish on Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM thanks to the generosity of our sponsors. We couldn't be here without them. Our sponsors are Wellington Irish Trust, Susie and Peter McGuinness and the Hutt Valley Irish Society. A very big thank you from all of us on the Capital Irish team. That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.